get it, get it, get it. Hello, and welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. Uh, You've got the three of us here today, and we're doing a little educational episode. I'm really excited. We're diving into the asteroids um, over the course of who knows how long, but today we're talking about series. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's like, I don't know, that's a huge reason why I just freaking love doing this podcast with you guys is I like either learn completely new things or like relearn or get so much more information and like diving through this. Mm. I was like, okay, here's a new thing about astrology to be obsessed about. So I'm excited. I know. (laughs) Seriously though. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go down a huge rabbit hole going into this, but it's so good. It's so good. Before we started recording, we were kind of looking at our own charts and it's really funny because Ceres is transiting exactly conjunct my Mercury and it's on and, and the sun on, is on yeah the sun is on my series and for sierra series is transiting right over her jupiter so very interesting we're talking about this today yeah like just like you know i know that mimi's the tra- i feel like you're the transit queen of us and like talking about like how things are <laughs> affecting us as like the current planets where i like to kind of focus more on like birth charts and you're actual like when you were born you're very much like the transit so i don't even like look to that as much but then yeah right before recording we looked at it and martha and i are both like huh it's really, it's like series in the sky exactly is conjunct major parts of our chart. Both of our chart rulers, mm-hmm. Martha's chart ruler is Mercury. My chart ruler is Jupiter. And it's literally conjunct those. So very cool and very purposeful. And there are no accidents, you know? There isn't. We did it on purpose. It was all Always. <laughs> So if you guys don't know Ceres, um, I kind of pronounce it Ceres, but I know people also say Ceres, so whatever. Ceres is one of the four major asteroids. So there are four asteroids that astrologers kind of pay attention to, which are Juno, Pallas, and Vesta, and Ceres. Um, So today we're looking at Ceres, and they actually all represent different aspects of the feminine spirit, which I didn't realize that. But it makes sense because they're all very internal based. Uh Yes. Yes. Yeah, it it was all the... The women, okay, wait, I'm not going to say that, no, because I was going to say it in the myst- mystical, it was like the daughters and the wife. And anyways, it is, it's all about the mythological uh, feminine figures, but I'm... I don't have all the stories. I'm not a, a mythology queen. When like just talking about how it's, you know, the feminine spirit, that was something that I found super interesting about just like series in general showing up in your chart and how like some people don't like put as much stock in the asteroids and in comparison to the planets. But I was reading um, the modern witch's guide to magical self-care and there like was just a little bit of the history of it with like the whole idea of that feminine spirit and a really interesting point about why like the four asteroids, like the Juno Palace Vesta series are I guess have, you know, can be seen as extra powerful in astrologies because they are named after the feminine goddesses as opposed to the majority of the planets that are named after like male gods, Midas Venus. And I never realized that like this, like bringing of extra feminine energy because there's like, and you know, like feminine meaning like the archetype, you know, not female, like just that feminine energetic, not in gender. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I thought that that was just a really interesting way of looking at it where even though we have feminine and masculine planets, but just like name wise, like we've got Mars, we've got, you know, Mercury and just, um, even Jupiter, you know, those are all, those are all male God names. Even if we have like the female, like feminine, masculine, 
planets, but I just thought that that was so cool. It brings an extra flavor of that feminine energy or kind of balances it out in a way. And I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I actually didn't even think about all the planets being so masculine before. This is kind of like a whole different episode we could do, but it's very interesting how like, yeah, I think Pluto is like Hades and Jupiter is Zeus. Anyways, if you're into like Mm. mythological stuff, you can really dive into that. Yeah, Mm, Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I also have like this interesting kind of thought bubble about Ceres because it's a dwarf planet slash a major asteroid. Um, but it's a dwarf planet, just like Pluto. And something that I've been thinking about is like a lot of astrologers don't use Pluto as a planet because a, it's so far away. It doesn't hit us in a personal way. Um, and B it's just so generational, right? So like, it it doesn't hit you so personally because it's such a generational planet. It takes 20 years to move through a sign. And so I kind of like the idea of looking at Pluto as though it's one of these asteroids, like it gives you a little extra flavor and it gives you the sense of deep transformation, just like Ceres gives you a sense of, I mean, we're going to get into what it kind of offers in your chart, but I kind of like the idea of looking at Pluto as a dwarf planet instead of like this major planet. Mm. I'm curious about Scorpio placements. How do you feel about that? Because Scorpio, it's like, you know, traditionally has like both Mars and Pluto as the rulers, but I feel like most of us go to Pluto when we think about Scorpio. So I don't know. I've been, well, traditionally it's been, it's, it's Mars. Pluto is only once Pluto was discovered, Pluto ruled Scorpio, but um, yeah, I I don't know, especially as the generation that has Pluto and Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with like putting Mars on, on um, Scorpio placements, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think of Pluto like super hugely anyway exactly. so i don't feel uh personally I think, of pluto, <laughs> I think of pluto as the same way as ceres which like i have in our notes later on like ceres is not a major point in all of our charts but if it's hitting a point in your chart that's important that's prominent like hitting your chart ruler or hitting one of the angles or hitting a, a major planet of yours then you're going to be a series prominent person. And I think the same for Pluto, because we all have Mm. Pluto in a sign. We all have Pluto, you know, and uh, millennials all have Pluto and Scorpio, Mm. which is like just really intense. But if you don't have any other Scorpio placements or you don't have anything hitting that Pluto, it might be a little bit more hidden. Whereas if you have Pluto on the ascendant, you know, you're a Pluto heavy person. Uh I think it's similar for series. That's so interesting. Before we get into a huge conversation about all this, like, should we just talk about what series represents in the chart? Yeah. Yeah. Series rules a lot of things. Uh, so she rules food, agriculture, nourishment, gardening, and farming. So all of that sort of how you feed your body, how you nurture and nourish yourself. She also rules transitions in women's lives. So for me, I think of like hormonal shifts, like your period or um, going through menopause, like the change with the capital T and C. Yeah. Fertility. Um, It rules nurturing, motherhood, caregiving, and how we cherish things, which I really love that terminology of like how you cherish, right? How you place something on the pedestal and just offer it love, unconditional love. And then kind of against what all the other ones say, it's also very much about grief and loss, especially when it comes to abandonment or abductment. Which I actually want to go into like the mythological story behind that. I was like, what in the world? So Ceres, her 
baby got stolen by Pluto. And that's why Ceres represents um, like a band, like what, how you would react if your child was abducted. Because when I read that, I was like, child abduction? What in the hell? Yeah. I was like, I need to figure out what they're talking about there. So that's what it go- it's another thing going back to why kind of knowing a little bit of Greek mythology is really interesting when you know astrology. Mm. Yeah. That's so um, interesting. Yeah. And there's actually, so I've uh, found a couple of great articles on series by Oxford astrologer, shout out to her. Um, but one of them was pointing out a trigger warning for like child negligence and abduction. But um, there was a great article about like famous children who had been kidnapped or, um, you know, taken or oh, wow. abandoned. And you could see how series was being hit either by transit or that it was a very prominent place. Wow. Oh my God. Just placement in their charts. That's really yeah. interesting. And I would be curious to know how it would be hitting the mother's chart too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But wow. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So series, I also kind of like to think of it as like, that's another kind of moon sign, how you're nurtured, how you nurture other people. Yes. Oh, what a good, good transition because it does really work in a similar way to the moon like if you it's a very similar placement to the moon and there's it's difficult to like differentiate it and what the oxford astrologer says is the moon describes the childhood that we create for our children the atmosphere the womb and series describes the core emotion so it's almost like a mother's love versus a mother's actions the child's moon sign represents the the childhood we create for our children or the mother's moon sign i think kind of a blend of both of them you know because the child's moon sign is going to describe their relationship with their mother and the mother's moon sign is going to represent um how they you know how they nurture and love their child that's so interesting Mm. because it's like my moon sign is capricorn cardinal earth my mom's moon sign is aquarius uh fixed air and my series is libra which is cardinal air and so it's like an interesting blend of both a blend of that oh i like that And I just love like Martha, what you said too, if you have like an understanding of like, you know, Greek mythology and everything, which I feel like so many of us get, get so into that and love that. But I just loved learning that series was like name or, you know, it's named after the Greek goddess of fertility and agriculture. And that's why it's all like, you Mm. know, obviously ruling agriculture and everything fertility and almost like another moon sign. So that's just another way in which it's like all of these names for all these planets are so purposefully chosen and represent those characteristics and of like, I don't know, like personified. Mm. It's like the gods are like personified planets and it's, it's just very fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see like if there was a witchy farmer out there that, that tracked series and its placements and like if the crops had a pattern of every four years, they like showed up in the same way. Cause series takes four years to go all the way around the zodiac go through the zodiac um so i'd be interested to see if there are any farmers out there that track series oh, oh i didn't realize it was such a slow moving planet i actually didn't. yeah because i never really i never even select it when i look at my chart to see it so yeah me interesting yep. it's positioned between mars and jupiter and jupiter takes 12 years to go through the zodiac and mars i want to say takes three years but don't quote me on that i might be wrong um so because it's between mars and jupiter i think it's closer to the mars side it takes four years so it it lasts roughly four months per sign um unless it stations retrograde then it can last much longer 
Mars and Jupiter are so fiery that I love that there's like this and so I don't know cool ma- yeah. like masculine it, like energy you know and then yeah. it's like it has that like breath of <laughs> feminine air in between that you yeah know? to cool it down a little bit yeah I'm so which I love just the idea of that like series being a portal of Mars into Jupiter because Mars is very hot-headed and tempered and like just wants movement whereas Jupiter is a little bit more controlled than Mars in that it's not acting out of like anger or acting out of their primal Jupiter is all about like the ascension into connection to the universe. Mm. Um, so I like that Ceres is that like portal from Mars to Jupiter. I'm so fascinated by this whole, like seeing it as another type of moon sign. And also mm. the fact that it is like, I don't know, really connected to like, you know, neglect and abduction and, and just, I don't know, something mm. that is so like exceptionally raw which makes sense that it would be something obviously connected with our emotions but it's it's just very interestingly specific and i i'm very uh i don't know i'm very intrigued and it it seems in some ways a really light beautiful thing and a really deep heavy thing you know it's very um i don't know it's got Mm. a lot of i don't want to say conflicting energies but balanced energies going on there Hmm. it's I'm trying not to talk about our own charts but it's really funny seeing it as like a second kind of moon sign or not second moon sign but similar kind of energy to that because Mimi her series is Taurus and then her Ugh, fucking shocker and then her moon is Taurus and then for me I'm like I have a moon in the sixth house and my series is Virgo mm-hmm. so once again it's kind of showing up in similar ways yeah yeah and that's just like the conversation of you don't need all of these things to know your chart but it's just kind of fun to see it in a tangible way of like okay but I do have this Virgo placement so that's why this speaks to me more Mm -hmm. yeah and then another thing I wanted to dive into too was how I originally learned about series was um, in the book that I mentioned earlier, The Modern Witch's Guide to Magical Self-Care by Tanae Stewart. And it was called The Asteroid of Self-Care. And that is something where like, again, we're now on a little bit more of like, I guess the lighter side, but not necessarily because it feels that way when you talk about self-care, like, oh, like I'm treating me, but it's also like, we need to take care of ourselves often because of the deep shit, you know, like mm-hmm. we need to take care of ourselves. So I just wanted to dive into a little bit about like the self-care part of series to it that I found super fascinating. Um, mm. And I'm quoting um, that book here that series is considered the asteroid of self-care at its root. The concept of self-care is archetypically feminine, um, like the practice of nurturing ourselves, caring for our needs, allowing ourselves to be emotional, sensitive beings with very human wounds and shadows. So that is just that, you know, again, goes with that kind of balance that I was just talking about, or like, you know, the two-sided like yin and yang to it, where it's like taking care of ourselves, but because we are like emotional beings with wounds and shadows of needing to take care of that. And so another um, quote that I really appreciated from this book was that your series sign represents the root of your need for self-care. And this is the area. I love that. 
Yeah. Like that root for why you need it. Exactly. Why you need to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the area in your life in which you need the most support, nourishment, and grounding energy. Most importantly, this is where you must learn to care for yourself. Support from others in this area of your life may feel extra nourishing, but only if you've already learned to nourish yourself that way first. So I really like how it's putting an emphasis on the self-care. It's not like, I don't know, I feel like maybe our moon sign is how we want to be cared for by others too. Mm -hmm. And like this series is very much like how we need to take care of ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that as like the root of your need for self-care. I, I know. I love that too. Cause I see it so strongly for mine. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That makes so much sense. I really like that. I think of that. I think that fits really well for all of us, actually, like yours being in Virgo. It's like you need self-care because maybe you're being a little hard on yourself and maybe you're expecting too much from yourself. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't see it like that. I'd like that. Okay. (laughs) Another episode of Colin Martha out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I saw it as a need for purity. Oh yeah. Purity within myself, Mm. devotion to something. Mm. But I like yours better because it's probably truer. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is prettier, but yours is truer. (laughs) Um, But then I'm thinking about like Sierra, yours being in Libra, like you have a deep need for things to be pleasant and to be balanced and to be beautiful. Yeah. You know, I love aesthetically pleasing shit. But like, (laughs) but it's not just like, I don't know. I really feel like I, I need my space to have Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like even I just think back to this example all the time of when I studied abroad for like, you know, a summer in London and I wasn't there for that long, but I like remember going to the market and buying a couple of little uh, like mini paintings and posters and like putting them up and just having something so that I wasn't living in like a cinder block room. You know, like I had Mm. something like something with that Libra home balance, like comfort in a different way from Taurus, which is also Venus ruled, Mm -hmm. but like in a, I don't know, just like some, some sort of like, I feel better when there Mm. is some sort of beauty here. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I also think the, yeah. yeah, I also think the root of it is the fact that you do so much for other people, like you're such a people person, you do so much for other people, you give a lot of yourself away to other people in a healthy way. I'm not saying that you're a people pleaser, but like that series in Libra saying like, you need self-care because you need to refill your cup so that you can continue being that balance, that mediator, Mm. that like really loving friend, partner, you know, whatever. Um, And it's also conjunct your midheaven. It's literally conjunct my midheaven. So like, no. I, I was thinking about that and how that shows up. Like, does that mean, I don't know, me taking, like taking time for self-care? Like, I mean, obviously people see that somehow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's something about like my series that oh. obviously this is a prominent placement for me because it's literally conjunct my midheaven. Your self-care is all over your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> like that's like, everyone knows how you take care of yourself for sure. How do I take mm-hmm. care of myself? pulling cards every day setting them up making them look nice pulling okay, cards from okay. people weekly like I feel like you doing those <laughs> things for other people is your yeah. self-care that's yeah. like getting you back to like you and then oh. Mimi your series like you need that foundation of st- stability 
Yeah. And I think the root of it is all for like, I need self-care to remind myself of my self-worth, you know, to remind myself that I value myself. Mm. Mm. I I also love, I know you were saying like, of course it's fucking the same sign as my moon sign and all the other things, but like conjunct my Lilith. It's conjunct my moon. Like bitch, I'm a Taurus, whatever. Like, yes, I'm an Aries, but I'm a fucking Taurus. But like, I think it's so great that it is because it's just Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to compete with any other energies when it comes to emotion. I mean, Venus, which, you know, dealing with love, both self-love and how we give and receive love, moon sign, Lilith, and then Ceres all being in Taurus, like you are so, I don't know that, and Midheaven, like, and the fact that you show up to the world that way, like there's mm-hmm. no different flavor here in the best way. Like it is, you're coming. <laughs> what is it like? What's it called? Like high concentration. <laughs> it is high concentration. And you know what? I love all that for me. And then the universe gave me South Node in Taurus. So it's like, okay, you're really good at all of this. Now let that shit go. I'm like, all right, well, so, but it's also necessary. You can't just let go of all of those feminine placements. So yeah, those are like all the feminine planets. Yeah. All in Taurus. All in fucking Taurus. Like, goddamn. That's why the universe made you an Aries to be like, you're a masculine (laughs) fire sign. Okay. That's what you are. I know for real. Uh, anyway, my own inner duality, but I do love, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I love that Ceres is conjunct Lilith because I think of Ceres and Lilith being kind of opposite sides of the spectrum and being like the many levels of being a woman in the society. And this is being a cis woman, but also being a trans woman, like just identifying as a woman in this world. Like you can be the Ceres loving, nurturing mother figure, or you can be the badass Lilith child free and just like independent AF, you know? So I love the like series to Lilith, uh, spectrum. Here's a question. Did I just like totally out myself as a millennial then? (laughs) (laughs) So well in that sentence. Here's, here's a question though. If, since I know we didn't dive into it with Lilith, but like, we're talking so much about this feminine energy, mm-hmm. like how would we like, I don't know, what would we say? Cause I'm thinking Guillaume as well, since we're like two months apart, like he's got, um, series in Libra, you know? And yeah. I, I don't know how that shows up in his chart. You know, I don't know how that shows up in his life. I can see it for me, but like speaking as someone who outing you, Guillaume, you know, uh, had a dolphin poster exclusively as room decoration for their entire life. Um, (laughs) I'm not thinking it's the aesthetic decoration part that I've got, you know? Um, Yeah. But I do, I can see some sort of like, not to be used in a bad way, but people pleasing way, you know, like there mm. is like, but that, I don't know that I would see that as like self-care, like what, or, or yeah. even like feminine. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he, well, it's also how we want to be nurtured by others. So I guess like having you with series and in, in Libra too, you come at him with the, the things like, does he feel more comfortable in the house because you go around and decorate it? Oh, totally. Yeah. 
Like he still likes those things. He just isn't the one putting the pictures up on the walls. Yeah, I guess like it's like like that's actually a great example. That's I'm glad we talked this out because it's a great example of what Mimi said about, you know, it might not show up as prominently if it's not like majorly aspecting something. And like, mm-hmm. while he does have Aquarius and Gemini going on, they both have a lot stronger energies than Libra in his chart. But mine's, you know, conjunct my midheaven. I'm definitely going to be showing up in the world in that yeah. way. So, and you also like have to, this is where astrology can't be your only source of like understanding somebody because you also have to believe or like understand their societal and cultural upbringing. He's a man who grew up in France. Like it's, you know, that inner feminine part of him wasn't as nurtured growing up, you know, whereas we were being, we were playing mom and like playing house Mm -hmm. and you were the mom, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we nurtured that within ourselves. You know, that's so true though, because like whenever, like there's like this one jewelry place that Guillaume will buy me jewelry for like, uh, you know, gifts or whatever. And he's like, if I was a girl, if I was a girl, like this would be, this would be the best because he just like, it's so beautiful. It's like Mm. so fantastical and beautiful. And so I really feel like he does have an appreciation for the beautiful things, but it, Mm. but like then, Oh, I guess I get to benefit from that because he's not wearing it. (laughs) He's giving it to me. He's giving it to you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we we kind of already talked about our own examples. Um, but Martha, we didn't talk about any aspects your series was making, which it's making an exact sextile to your moon sign, which is interesting because you made that point about your moon being in the sixth and then, you know, series being in Virgo. And I kind of don't want to fall into the trap of series equals just how you nurture yourself, because it it's much more specific about like the mother and much more specific about being a mother and you're the only one who is a mother out of the three of us. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on how that shows up or that you'd want to share. I kind of hate the reading about series because Mm. it makes me feel like I'm a really bad mom. If you read anything about Virgo placements, it makes you feel very Mm. cold. Yeah, I get that. I think Virgo is just like, it's just tough because people really do see it as cold and callous. And I, I don't think of Virgo as that. I don't know. Virgo has such like a devotional love. I've really come to appreciate Virgo energy so much within this Virgo's. Well, we're recording this during Virgo season. So, but like uh, within the past, like Virgo conversations that we've had and like looking into Virgo in my chart and having that Mars in my sixth house and really talking to people with like prominent Virgo placements and everything. I, I've always had a really good relationship with Virgos. I've just really, I've had like two of my best friends growing up, you know, like I, and I was always the closest with like my Virgo cousin and, and I definitely have a lot of, I don't know, positive energy with Virgo, but I feel like it's the same thing that happens in like outdated ways of thinking too. Just when I read about Capricorn moon in a book written ages ago versus now where it's like mm. your moon's in detriment and you suck, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're yeah. like, you know, emotions are ruled by Saturn. It's always going to be hard for you. And like, you know, all these things. And it's like, I love being a Capricorn moon, even though sure it's tough, but it's not like every other placement doesn't have, it's like, I don't know, tough sides to it. So I feel like Mm. just like what you might've like been reading about Virgo too, just, I think there's so many good things. It also goes back to like, don't look at your child's chart. If it gives you anxiety or don't look at certain, Mm. don't go into the rabbit hole of certain things in your chart. If it gives you anxiety, because that means you're not coming at it from the right way you're supposed to look at astrology Mm. from. Mm. So So I have Chiron in Virgo 
and I'm very in my fourth house. So I'm very from a wounded place worried about being a bad mom. So I know I can't mm. look into these placements like that because I don't want to make Scare myself. Yourself, yeah. yeah. But like what you just yeah. said too, is like, that is why astrology is so great. That self-awareness that we can get from it, where instead of like, oh, I'm going to look into my series to see like, you know, mothering, it's like, oh, well, I'm actually really aware that I have Chiron in this location, which is going to bring up a lot of wounds. So I need to be, I need to tread lightly and be kind to myself through it, you mm-hmm. know? But it's also mm-hmm. in Virgo. So I can't be kind to myself. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's a huge lesson Virgo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just... I think that that just paints how this is such a lifelong journey for you in understanding what motherhood means and that it's not supposed to be this cookie cutter, same thing for everybody. Um, and not only, you know, is this series about motherhood, it's in your fourth house of the mother. And so mm-hmm. you have this perfect way and maybe you wished things had been more perfect with your upbringing. And so now you're sort of bringing that forward into, oh my gosh, am I doing the perfect thing for my child? And there just is no perfect. And I'm yeah, not a mother. I don't perfect. know shit, but I, I watch enough mothers on YouTube to know, like everyone thinks they suck at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone thinks they're so bad at it. And here we are watching from an outside perspective and seeing just like how incredible and loving you are as a mother. It's like it's beyond amazing to watch you do. So it is. I think that your series and your moon working well together, the sex soul, it's like you have a deep need to provide every little thing. And it's so beautiful to be on the receiving end of that. And so to be kind to yourself that like, you can't always give every little thing, you know, you can't. I like to be in service of people though. So it's difficult. Anyways, this is a very vulnerable we don't have to keep that in. I just no, wanted to talk about it. I'm okay to keep it in because there's a lot of mothers out there who, as we said, think they're not doing a good job. So, mm. um, yeah. I also just really like how if we relate it, just thinking with my moon and I'm sorry, my series in Libra and, you know, the whole thing about Libra is a lot of it is people pleasing. A lot of it is not taking sides. A lot of it is giving to others and like making sure everybody else is okay. And part of this, what I'm taking from this, like personally, is this, you know, um, need to, you know, look to yourself too, and make sure that, you know, you count as well. And I remember doing a reading recently about like this, like kind of Virgo versus Leo versus Libra placements and like finding a need to always people please. But like with Libra energy, like I think Libra energy forgets that their voice counts in the balance because they're trying to balance everybody else out. Mm. So that's something where like, I think it's a good reminder for a series Libra, like, oh, my voice and what makes me happy counts in part of the balance. Because, you know, if I don't include myself, things actually aren't balanced because I'm not including what I feel. And so with that Virgo energy, I think it's a reminder reminder of, you know, I'm always being in service to others, but actually I need to be in service to myself too, so that Mm -hmm. I can keep being in service to others. So I think that that is the kind of balance and flip side that we're looking to with this, like very, you know, yin and yang type of, you know, subjects we've been going through a series is that this is how you give it. But like, remember that you need to get it that way because it is what you need, like the, you know, things for yourself. So I think that that's a good way to spin it as a reminder. Yeah, that's, that represents the root of why I need self-care because I'm in mm. service to everyone else all the freaking time yeah. and never in service to myself. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. But I know we've been talking a lot about our 
uh, you know, series signs, but we wanted to go through all of them. Everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. I want everyone okay. to get a little something from it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do the first four from Hannah's elsewhere. Shout out to Hannah. Um, I'm literally just doing the first two sentences, but she has these blurbs on her Instagram. So if you want to check them out, highly recommend. So I'm going to read series and Aries. Growing up, your independence and personal goals were nurtured. There was a push to be self-sufficient and in turn, you nurture others by encouraging them to be independent as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then series and Taurus. Growing up, your stability and talents were nurtured. You were provided by... You were provided for, and in turn, you nurture others by supporting and providing for them as well. I also have, like, another little blurb that I just got um, for Taurus, and I want to read it Mm -hmm. because Mimi has Sirius and Taurus. Uh, If you have Sirius and Taurus, your love might might take the form of fierce and compromising devotion, as well as foundations of stability. Mm, I feel that. I feel like I offer just, like, very like a big block of love to the people that I care about you know like he's just a huge cube of love take it yes (laughs) well and you also offer stability anytime Mm. I have an issue I'm like okay I'm calling like Mimi or I'm like texting her or like yeah and you always answer and you're always stable in your responses yeah 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 I try thanks (laughs) But that's, that's, you don't, it's, it's serious, you know, like that's how you yeah. are showing up. I need so to try. Remember to, you know, gift yourself a block of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I fucking do. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm yeah, some big old cubes of love over here. You got a lot of Taurus in you. You're loving yourself. <laughs> I know. A lot of self-love over in this corner. Um, but I love the shining, the talents of other people, because I do feel, I feel like I, I try and do that as much as possible and being like, oh, but you're so good at this. Like, look at what you're doing with mm, this kind of thing. Yeah. I think that helps my Leo because Leo is like a direct spotlight on, mm-hmm. on other people too. All right, moving on. Series in Gemini. Growing up, your speech and education were nurtured. You were listened to, and in turn, you nurture others by educating, talking, and listening to them as well. Mm. I also have, like, another little blurb of this. Uh, series in Gemini. Maybe your love extends through conversations, art projects, and cultivating freedom and independence for your loved ones. I like that a lot. Like, communicating, giving yourself the gift of, like, communication as self-nourishment. That's really mm-hmm. cool. series in cancer growing up your emotions and needs were nurtured you were mothered and comforted and in turn you nurture others by caring for them in emotional and physical ways like sign me up for that series (laughs) that sounds great can i just be born a few months earlier like (laughs) okay that was my four okay so should i do the next four and then we'll do the last one then we'll we'll split the last two or last four yeah Yeah. two four a math not my thing <laughs> two four math <laughs> we could have done six and six but why why go you know with the flow when we can yeah, go wait, against what the it fuck? oh okay. wait yeah do you just want me to keep going i'll do series and leo series yeah and yeah let's do okay. that <laughs> idiots i love us oh god series and leo growing up your self-expression and creativity were nurtured you were taught to be confident within yourself and in turn you nurture others by cheering for them on them on and instilling confidence in them as well 
Oh, I love that. Mm. And for anyone listening, Ceres is in Leo right now. So, you know, if you feel like you're learning that lesson right now and you've got prominent Leo or Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius placements. I am. Yeah, it's hitting you there. (laughs) I do, I am. Speaking directly to Sierra. Um, That's, yeah, that's interesting. And if any babies were born in the last few months, they got Ceres in Leo. Ceres in Virgo. Growing up, your helpfulness and confidence confidence were nurtured you were taught how to do things well and correctly and in turn you nurture others by helping them improve Mm. yeah self-improvement yeah yeah and like and we the way when we talked about like the represents the root of your need of self-care and when you were talking about like purity martha that just made me think of you know when you need to take care of you is really when you get into like your i don't know more intense moments of yoga i feel like which is such a I don't know. It seems like so serious Virgo to me that mm-hmm. that just really fit there, you know? Okay. I'm going to read um, the rest of the six signs because math. And <laughs> um, this is from the Modern Witch's Guide to Magical Self-Care by Tanae Stewart. And um, I definitely recommend this book, especially if you're like into magical things and like kind of an even beginning, but just as a refresher too, I, this was actually when I learned about series. So definitely recommend. Um, so series in Libra, uh, this, oh, Hey, it's me. This placement indicates the need to be selfish. Sometimes Libra can be a truly selfless and self-sacrificing sign, always trying to be diplomatic and balanced as possible, keeping the peace between loved ones, coworkers, and friends, that responsibility, which you have placed on yourself can become a burden. If you do not sometimes remove the mantle and allow yourself to be selfish. So that yeah that's similar to what I had said about like you give so much to other people and you you know you offer so much in the way of balancing and helping other people find balance that it's about finding it for yourself too and I love the part of that responsibility which you've placed on yourself because that also really connects to my moon sign it's like that interesting like Mm -hmm. cardinal sign with responsibility in a way because there's like this need to take action there's this need to be a leader you know and leadership is responsibility. And that's the thing. I don't think we often, I don't know. I don't think we feel it with Libra as much as we do with like Aries or Capricorn, you know? Um, Mm. so that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Very good. Okay. So series in Scorpio, uh, this placement is one of shadow work. All of all of the signs Scorpio is the most dedicated to doing shadow work and getting deep within yourself depth, authenticity, and having the tough conversations, even internally, are all part of Scorpio's wheelhouse. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and find the shadow aspects of yourself that need to be addressed. This is an ongoing process. Mm. You know, it's interesting because it's like we're speaking the Zodiac in terms of series, but it's really just like, hey, listen, now you have another placement. You think you didn't have any whatever you think you didn't have any Pisces guess what you got series in Pisces you actually do have a, a Pisces mm-hmm. you know prominent placement and that's where yeah. we say like you have all 12 zodiac signs in your chart sure most some of them are being way more highlighted than others but like if you're looking for a way to tap into one that you didn't think you had check out your asteroid placements yeah yeah and it's also just I don't know the way in which like just going real quick into how I explain houses and stuff and it's like oh hey I'm a Sagittarius sun but I'm living in Aquarius's house So like, obviously I'm going to be influenced by how Aquarius decorates because Mm. that's, you know, if you're living in Capricorn's house, you're going to have like goal posters and to-do lists, like all around you, you're going to be influenced by that kind of stuff. It's like, this is a type of thing of like, okay, so Ceres is in Scorpio. 
So all of the series qualities, you know, it's like if you think about how your bedroom's decorated versus how your bathroom's decorated, you do different things in those rooms, but there is similar mm. decoration. So I just <laughs> like, you know, it's I like, like I like this reference <laughs> where it shows up, you know, what it's the same qualities just showing up in different areas of your life. Mm. Um but yeah, so let's do Sirius and Sagittarius. Uh, this placement is one of spiritual self-care. Sagittarius craves spiritual connection and enlightenment. You need to nourish your need for wisdom and education for exploration of parts unknown, including the unknown aspects of yourself. Take time for self-reflection and to educate yourself about anything and everything that interests you, especially of a spiritual nature. Oh, I like mm. that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh, Sirius and Capricorn. This placement is one of grounded self-care. Capricorn needs stability and to feel as though you are capable of standing on your own two feet. You value self-sufficiency and responsibility, and that carries over into your self-care practice. Though, though Capricorn can be a skeptical and stoic sign, the ability to support and nourish yourself comes quite naturally, flowing from the divine masculine. So grounding activities, such as meditations or thing, um, so that's how, and being aware of your physical body are you know, for your well being aware of your physical body. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And then series in Aquarius, this placement indicates that the need for self, sorry, this placement indicates the need for self-care so that you can accomplish great things as the humanitarian of the Zodiac Aquarius is often associated with political and human rights activism or other forms of giving back to the community and collective the series in Aquarius. You need to make time for yourself so that you can affect the great changes you see must be made around you. I mean, I feel like all of this just reflects, you need to make time for yourself, but it's in different ways yeah. so that you can, so yeah, that you can yeah. fuel yourself so that you can like, it's the way in which it's the type of fuel you need. You know, it's a type of yeah, it's the kind, yeah. Like we all need to be fueled and so that we can then perform in a certain way. And so it's like, what type of fuel do you need? My -hmm. daughter has series in Aquarius, so I like that. I like Mm -hmm. hearing about that. I like that. And then uh, last but not least, Ceres and Pisces. This placement is one of learning to trust. As the last sign in the Zodiac, Pisces is flowing with the wisdom of the ancestors and all the signs before it. Deeply connected to your intuition, you must learn to trust your inner voice for it contains all the wisdom of the universe. Pisces self-care is about learning to trust yourself, but also learning to trust in the infinite unknown. Ooh, anything Pisces just sounds good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. So, and there's uh, a little bit more on all of those. I definitely recommend going through and reading some more of that. Um, if you're interested, that was really, I really mm. enjoyed this book. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love that. Um, also, something to note, I mean, because I did kind of touch base on the transit of it all, but uh, transits, I mean, as everybody knows, they're how the current planets in the sky are connecting and affecting our natal charts. Um, And you can really use transiting series to track your fertility and conception if you're trying to get pregnant. And Martha, I was looking. I'm just going to do that. Okay, go talk. Wait, no, I didn't do it yet. I didn't do it. Oh, okay. So I just assumed you got pregnant in June of 2019. Yeah, June 1st. Oh, okay, great. June third. No, 3rd, no July first. July first. July first. Okay, hold on. Let me move forward a few weeks. Um, I fucking love this. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, so 
that is when Ceres entered Sagittarius, which means that is exactly when it entered your seventh house of relationships. And was and it on my Jupiter? <laughs> yes, it was on your Jupiter. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Which I love that because Jupiter is all about like expansion. I think of Jupiter as like literal fertilization, you know, mm. like, all right, I'm ma- I'm breaking, breaking ground here. Series is on my Jupiter right now, so I'm gonna just pay extra yes. attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's so There's interesting. A couple methods will be helpful. Yeah. Series. If you're trying to get pregnant, uh, and you're witchy, you can look up that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Again, so if- like fertility, the goddess of fertility. I know mm-hmm. we're going over so many of these feminine placements. And I feel like we just, when we ended the moon season, we we're like, all right, we're going to get into Mercury and we're talking about the external, like more external energies. And we're like, mm, but let's talk about all the feminine asteroids, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, I'm interested to hear from our male listeners. Cause I know we do talk a lot about the feminine experience and I know most of our listeners are, uh, do identify as female, but, um, I, I'm just curious how like the men or male audience like they relate to their series too and if they feel like maybe they haven't been able to nurture that side of themselves or maybe they haven't learned the root of their need for self-care as you know as openly as Mm -hmm. our uh, female listeners you know yeah 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 I would love to know that also I think I'm not sure if we talked about this yet but I just want to apologize for the Lilith episode for not catering more to male audience we did talk a lot about um female and our righteous mm-hmm. rage and um, we were enraged we, we were yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we we neglected the lovely men in our lives people who identify as males so um yeah sorry and we, we can will... only really speak on our experience right like I don't want to put any words in other people's mouths and like I can't speak on the male experience of yeah connecting to Lilith but we should have made some sort of effort yeah, yeah. for sure but we would also love to hear about your, you know, series placement and how that shows up for you as far as, you know, emotions when it comes to, you know, being mothered or being a mother. And, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to self-care and the root of your need for self-care. So definitely, yeah. um, definitely let us know, interact with us and yeah, as always, you can find us over at the Stars Made Me podcast. You can find me, me at mimis.me and harveymountain.alchemy. You can find Martha at Divine Alignment with Martha. And you can find me at magical.bookclub. We love chatting with you all. And, and we are really grateful for you listening. And this has been really fun getting into another, I don't know, a whole nother part of astrology that I can definitely do a deep dive with, you know, yeah. like it starts with Chiron and we went to Lilith and now it's like series. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And there's still like parts of astrology that are less deep divey that it's like pretty much like this is some of the first stuff you learn in astrology that we could still get into, but I feel like we're so like entranced by these details, by these little details and what they offer when you look at your natal chart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like really helpful. So I really enjoyed talking series. I love it. Martha, why are we talking about series today? Because the stars made me do it. 